Tyler, I, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Given that such a small percentage of the of the population is gay, why is it that so many of the um uh, of the like the the what do you think of as the great Lovecraft people or the Lovecraft scholars? So many of those people are gay. Like if you think about it, Robert Barlow was gay, Samuel Loveman was gay. St. Joshi was gay, or is gay? He's still alive. St. Joshi is gay. Um, uh, Andrew Lehman is gay. You are gay. What are you drinking? Oh, well, nothing yet, because I'm pouring myself a glass of Woodford Reserve Small Batch. Woodford Reserve Small Batch, that's also what I'm drinking. But a more important question is, who the heck are you? Why, well, I'm Doug. <laughs> You're Doug? <laughs> yes, from that show up, the hit Pixar movie Up. <laughs> Doug from the hit Pixar movie Up? Obviously. Because I'm borking. What are you doing with What are you doing with <sighs> me on the Super Whiskey Bros podcast? Why I'm impersonating your brother Tyler. My brother Tyler, I expected him instead of Doug. Ugh, I don't have another line after that one. I realized it's as far as I could go with that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's officially the uh, the worst intro we've ever done, that's, and I'm definitely gonna uh, keep that was it. pretty that was pretty terrible. Please don't edit it in any way. Oh, absolutely. Except for not. Except for maybe throw in some Doug sound effects. No, don't actually do that. That's a bad idea. Hey, let's talk more about that whiskey. Ah, yes. The uh, Woodford Reserve Small Batch. Um, uh, yeah. You have more information about it than I do. It's an Indiana whiskey and I <laughs> that they released did you, after I moved to Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, so did, you, so did you get the one from the same place that I got mine? Because if you did, then I'll explain it. I got... I, I didn't get the special one just for that... One, it's just for that store. I uh, actually got it at Walmart. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then, I mean, the small batch, I, I don't know an awful lot about the small batch that's different from the regular, except for that's made in a batch that's smaller. Um, I believe <laughs> it's closer to casket strength, uh, percentage-wise. Um, last time I checked, I actually, this is in a, um, uh, mm -hmm. um, gosh darn it, gosh darn it, what's it called? When you pour the whiskey into a glass container... And keep it in that glass container. It's not. It's not a decanter. I poured it from the decanter, so yes. I don't have the bottle for the information yes. as I poured it from the decanter. Um, but I believe it's closer to casket strength. Ah, yes. um, if I actually would have the bottle for information, but you don't. But I don't. It's in the other room. Is what I was saying. Yeah. Um, I I I believe yeah. it's close to casket strength. I would have strength. the bottle for information, but it's in the other room. Dumb. Uh, it's closer to casket strength percentage wise, and uh, I believe it has a lot more mm -hmm. flavor affected by the casket itself. In my opinion, it tastes more like that feel. Um, but I know nothing about whiskey, and I can't talk about whiskey very well. But that's just me rambling about stuff I don't understand. So let's have a sip of it and see if I know what I'm talking about. Uh, let me take a sip of it and I'll tell you. Ha! Ah, I don't know what I'm talking about. 
Man, I don't know if putting it in the decanter somehow has made this worse. Wow. People say that it does. They're right. I, I didn't know. Anybody, I, don't, I don't own a decanter. But they're, they're absolutely right. People this say just putting tastes... whiskey in decanters does makes it worse. Ugh, it definitely did. This was like drinking rubbing alcohol. I'm going to let you talk about it because this was terrible. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm lighting my pipe. This is the longest lead up to talking about absolutely nothing we've ever had. I just want you to know. Well, we don't really have anything good to talk about today. We thought we were going to, and that game kind of sucked. It kind of did. So let's tell them why A it sucked. A little bit. Can I start? Okay, so... Uh, well, I, first I want to give a disclaimer. And that so. is, this uh, will be absolutely rife with spoilers. And rife. the reason for it being rife with spoilers is because we want to tell you guys everything there is to know about the story. Because the story is actually kind of a little bit good. But yeah. the story is not worth paying 25 bucks for the game. And so no. now you guys get the story without having to pay for the game. Right. So it's worth mentioning that this is, technically speaking, a continuation of talking about Lovecraft. Because we're talking about a Lovecraft video game. So we we went and we thought amongst ourselves. And then we talked amongst ourselves. Yeah. After we thought amongst Which ourselves. Which I, I did put in the show notes last week. We were going to talk about this game. Correct. And... Be, um, because we were going to do a Lovecraft game, we decided that we would do this one mostly because I already owned it and you were talking about it. <laughs> if we're being brutally honest, that's why we picked this game. Um, I was, I was so ready to be mm -hmm. very blown away. I was so yeah. ready for it. So this game, by the way, that we're talking about paying $25 for is called Moons of Madness. Um, it's a play on... Uh, the title Mountains of Madness from H.P. Lovecraft's Mountains of Madness. Bazinga. And it takes place on, you guessed it, uh, not yes. the moon. At, at the Mountains of Madness. No, no. No, no. That's not the right translation. Uh, <laughs> but but, but w when you get into the story, you understand why it's called Moons of Madness. So yeah, I'll give him that. That's fair enough. Um, so I don't know what type of gameplay... Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. Before we started recording this, yeah. about... about Five minutes before we um uh, uh, we start recording this, I got the uh, I finished the second ending, both endings. So, okay, well, good for you. I'm not gonna do either. Ah, I'll finish it, but I just don't care about it. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know what type of gameplay to expect from this because mm -hmm. obviously the trailer makes it seem like a, um a high action game, uh, which it's a trailer. It's supposed it pretty much every game looks like an action game in the trailer. That's fine. Mm -hmm. What I didn't expect is an annoying at best yeah. puzzle game. There's a delay between the two of us. So I, just I, I did expect that. it to be a little bit better than what it was. <clears throat> yeah, there is. It's about four seconds. I'll, I'll, I, we should be able to fix it in the. Um, uh, actually, the recording may automatically fix it, but we'll see. We should how it find goes. out. <clears throat> but um, uh, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, I came into this knowing what to expect. I did watch the trailer. But I saw that it was developed by Rock Pocket Games, and I know what kind of games they make. So I went into it knowing what to expect. I read no notes. And I knew nothing about this company. Bit. I did not have any expectations. I bought this game solely on it being an H.P. Lovecraft game, and the trailer looked amazing, and I had a lot of faith in that. I was very excited. Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be fantastic, and I just have no desire to play the last, what, probably 45 minutes of the game. 
Should we switch to Discord, yeah. by the what way? This delay is killing us. Immeasurable and your day is ruined? I'm saying all of those things. No, uh, that, that is what it is. Okay, but anyways, um, yeah, so that that's effectively what the game is. The game is a, it's a, a horror puzzle game. Um, most of the horror involves, like in most games where you can't actually do anything, the horror revolves around either running away from the enemies or avoiding them while they're there, which I do like to some extent in a Lovecraft-themed game. I don't like that gameplay style, so I don't have a whole lot of fun playing that way, but it makes sense for Lovecraft, right? Because when you have a, uh, a mythos monster coming at you, you're not just going to shoot it for the most part. Right, and I'm going to try to make so a comment that, here. It technically makes sense, it just isn't fun. Mm. Sorry, I realize you're getting this as a delay, and if anyone's picking up on this delay, we apologize. So I, I, I will say the part about this game that I appreciate the most is the Lovecraftian element, which to me was you're finding out pieces of knowledge, you're actively going out and looking for them, you're actively finding little bits of stuff here and there, and that's fantastic. And the way that you discover them is fantastic, and the way that you kind of go insane from moments of seeing them, all this is fantastic. What is annoying is the ways in which you have to discover all these pieces of information, and I hate it. Yeah, and um, uh, that, that that's also true. Another thing is, is um, uh, the 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 Lovecraftian elements of the game as far as relation to the mythos goes. Um, uh, it's like it starts off with like the actual relation of the game, um, uh, to the to the mythos. It's. Like, the whole thing from beginning to end just seems like somebody read one or two Lovecraft books and said, I'd like to incorporate these elements into my game. Like, it doesn't it doesn't really scream Lovecraftian mythos to me. It just seems like somebody wanted to make a game and wanted to homage Lovecraft while doing it. Absolutely, 1,000%. Because there's no real mythos in it whatsoever, in my opinion. It's all about... it, But they do a very good job of capturing the Lovecraftian horror concept. They do a very good job of the concept. I will say that, but no, there's no mythos in this whatsoever as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and and until, like, you get to, like, the very end of the game, did you get to the part where you open up... Have you got to the part where you open up the giant temple? I don't think so. I don't remember that. Okay, so you open up the giant temple, and just for no reason, there are doles. Roaming, rummaging around underground in the sands of the temple, and you have to avoid them. Like, okay. goals for no reason just show up. And then and then later, like, you go and then, as you're, I didn't notice this going into the temple, but maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but as I was escaping the temple, uh, for no reason, because uh, it didn't relate to what was going on in the temple at all, other than the fact that it's it's mythos, um, uh, it had a whole bunch of the, um, uh, the classic, um, it wasn't a bas relief. It was an actual full size, huge statue, and there was a couple of them. But it was the image of the Cthulhu bas relief. So with him that's sitting cool. with his hands on his knees and stuff. And I appreciate the idea mm. of that being incorporated. But I mean, like, I feel like I would have needed that to happen earlier in the game for me to give a crap, or something like that. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, oh, and then um, uh, for whatever reason, seeing the shape of the creature and how it comes out and everything, the big bad at the end of the game that you only see if you let the big bad win, because you have the choice of just outright killing the big bad in a pretty cool way. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil it for you. You can um, uh, 
the the big bad guys. It's the two moons together are the dreamers, and they're the big bad guys. And right as they get together and touch each other, one of the possible Indians is you can shoot a nuke at them, and that's pretty cool. Um, uh, and then the other Indian is if you don't shoot the nuke at them and you just let them be what they're doing, and then all of a sudden everything flashes and pops up, and I'm like, of course, you know, it's kind of hard to tell because it's just a mass. But I'm like 99% sure the big bad just randomly turns out to be Yogg-Sothoth and the name is never mentioned once. <clears throat> that actually makes a lot of sense because... It's just I mean, stuff like that. I, I, sure. I, and yeah, that's a cool ending, but that just... That doesn't go along with anything else of the way the game is put together. I mean, it's just like you're walking around under like a, a scientist's exploration laboratory, more, more or less, and doing that kind of stuff. And it's like, hey, here's a, here's a nuke. I mean, okay, but that's so weird. I will say this, they did kind of set up the nuke earlier in the game. If you read all the emails, you get one from somebody that said, hey, we hate this place, we're going out with a bang, and we've loaded a nuke on that rocket. No, 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 I hate it. Because that's the thing, if they really expect you to read all the emails, which by the way, I absolutely did not. If they expect you to read all the emails to have a setup for a story plot line that's very important, then you can screw off. That 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 kind of stuff in that game, it's like they were trying to find ways to pack in the story to even, almost like they were trying to make it shorter and not have to explain the story more. Because that's how I already felt about the game in general. So an element like that just makes uh-huh. me angrier. Of course, then you get the whole thing of where'd the nuke come from? But, you know. Yeah. Hey, we have a nuke. Guess what? Yeah, it's, it's there. We have it. Where'd it come from? Uh, internet? Suddenly nuke suddenly. Crap. We've pretty much... Like, what 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 else do you want to talk about in this game? Like, it sucked. Don't buy it. Uh, we we mentioned we hit on everything. I guess we could go through the story of the game, right? Because it, it, I'll it's talk a, about the content mechanics story. really so quickly. Starting at the beginning. Really quickly, we'll talk about the clunky mechanics, because essentially you have like a concept in the game where you press a certain button, it's going to be different for different controllers, but essentially you press a button that has the ability to, only in certain circumstances, show you where to go. But here's the problem. Sometimes that will take you to the door you're supposed to go to, and then it'll immediately make you walk back out, for no real reason at all. If you don't have certain things activated, it will take you in the wrong direction entirely. It will not explain certain things to you. It's the most useless, useless... objective indicator I've ever seen in a game. Ever. Absolutely ever. Nothing comes close to how bad this was. The walking around mechanics were fine, but I mean, it doesn't matter. You can just walk around. You don't have to, you're just POV and who cares. There are so many things about this game that were insanely clunky about finding stuff. And then you randomly not get any help on some stuff at all. Like certain parts of the level, they were just like, oh, well, go figure it out for yourself. And they were stupid. They were just really stupid. And you had to have the exhibition Mm -hmm. of the guy like, I think I must put these pictures in the proper time order. How do you know that? How in the world do you know that? It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a little on the retarded side, but um, uh, it's like um, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this: there were plenty of times when I like you know there were they did some new mistakes with okay I've I've looked absolutely everywhere and this you know these you know this little path that's supposed to be helping me isn't telling me where to go like what on earth is doing that what on earth is going on here. And then I said, oh, wait a minute, that thing is uh, tall enough for me to duck under. I can just crouch and go under it. And I, I had a couple moments like that. Um, uh, I will say there was one moment that was on there. Maybe I could have eventually figured it out. Maybe I could have. But I didn't want to. It was so stupid to do that. And that was um, uh, uh, in like the first... 
Like, the, the first scary mission is right when you accidentally summon the tree beast, whoever the heck that's supposed to be, or wherever yeah. that was supposed to have come from, and whatever it's supposed to be. Um, uh, but it had tentacles on its face, so it's it's Lovecraftian. Um, uh, but <clears throat> it was, and, and so one of the things you're supposed to do is find the water spigots and turn them on. Oh my goodness, that was and so annoying. Like, like, and oh, it turns out, oh, they're just upstairs. Like, uh, th- there's a zero, nothing indicating that they would be up this crazy flight of stairs in the balcony of the place. Yeah, I'm and not gonna like, lie, I cheated. Yeah, with sure, that. maybe. Yeah, I did too. I, I looked up and said, I, I, I literally, like, you can go back from internet history, typed in, Moons of Madness, where are the freaking sprinkler valves? <laughs> yeah, I know you're about to talk over because we're overlapping and that's okay, but th- there's there's so many moments mm-hmm. like that in this game, and they're all very, 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 very annoying. And I mean, like, this is one of those games, we've had this mm-hmm. discussion before about Dark Souls. So Dark Souls is a difficult game, but it's difficult in a fair way. It's like you keep playing it over and over again because mm-hmm. it's hard, but then when you beat it, you like have this triumphant, like, fist-pumping moment where you're like, I did it, that was hard, but I did it, and I knew that I could do it. This game makes you turn it off and flip off your TV and not want to play it again because it's stupid. Mhm. Yeah, that's um. Uh, that 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 I I I agree with that. Cool. Well, the thing is, it's not that it, I don't think it was unfair. You said because you, you compared it to Dark Souls, you said Dark Souls is difficult but fair. I don't think this game is unfair. I just think it's dumb. The way they did the difficulty, you know, I would say is unfair then, because um, it's uh, impossible to figure something out. Go into this. Mhm. Well, um. Uh, also, an- another thing is the the. I, I, there are two things that I think are dumb in relation, or three things I think are dumb in calling this in relation to, to the Cthulhu mythos. The first one is just randomly putting in names from Lovecraft and calling it um, uh, Lovecraftian or Cthulhu mythos related. The second one is everything, like this, this, is, this is where I first got the idea that they read like, or that they knew what Lovecraft was and wanted to game, make a game based on that without having, you know, really got into it and paid attention to it. Absolutely everything was Photogen. Like, Photogen this, Photogen that, just shut your Photogen mouth. And, that made me like, angry. Make yeah. a good game. Good equip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the, last, the, 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 the last thing is that makes me annoyed why they're talking about this being Lovecraftian is I'm sure they tried to make it Lovecraftian, but all of their original stuff, and in some ways, even the ways they portrayed some of the actual Lovecraftian stuff, it seemed a lot more... The best way to put it is a lot more Japanese than Lovecraftian. It made me think of Resident Evil. It was Mm. a Resident Evil game, not a Lovecraftian game. Yeah, I never had that thought until you said it, but I definitely agree with it. It has a lot of that kind of vibe to it, for sure. But... And we can... But we could easily spend the rest of the time talking about the story, because if you removed the gameplay from this game, right? If this was a movie, a well-made movie with the, you know, better writing and acting than what was in the game, um, uh, but just the story, if you just took this story, gave it to somebody good and turned it into a screenplay, this would be good. Potentially good. It could be good. And... Yeah, and so here's here's how this goes. Basically, like, I'm gonna just gonna run over it. There's a lot of hidden aspects to the story that I'm not gonna go into just because it's too much detail. Not because I'm worried about spoilers, because I want to spoil the game for you guys so you don't have to buy it, right? Or if you would have bought it anyway, now you there's no way you'd feel the urge to buy it. So you say, oh, I know how the game goes. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of Sixth Sense, by the way. Um, uh, <clears throat> and so they um, uh, uh they um. Uh, uh, you start off 
uh, yeah, Shane Newhart was the main guy. He graduated from Miskatonic University. That's the name that popped up. We have a lady named Wilcox. Um, uh, that's the name that's from Lovecraft. So we have a few uh, homages in the names. But there's, um, uh, you know, but the the main character is your the playable character. The, the the main character is the playable character, and that is Doctor Shane Newhart, and. He told his father that he was going to go on an excursion to Antarctica, uh, but instead he actually went to Mars. And then while he's up there, he's just part of a expedition supposedly to find life on Mars. Um, uh, and then there's some people who are trying to create life on Mars. And then the, this lady's experiments go awry and create some creatures. And then you go explore the creatures, and then you find out that there's some crazy entity... Um, uh, that is living on Mars, that inhabits the dream world, and is giving everybody nightmares, and blah, 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 blah. And he, um, uh, and that, that's just a, a, just a fantastic thing. Um, uh, and they, uh, they keep sending your guy out on, on stuff to try to fix everything, and then eventually you fix everything to the point that it's working, and you go to come home, but then you can't contact anybody, and the ship that's supposed to be coming in that le is gonna pick you and everybody else up. Um, uh, it crashes, it blows up in the sky, and goes down in flames. And, um, uh, ho ho hooray, you know. Um, uh, so, oh crap, we're stuck on Mars forever. And then everything goes super south. The, uh, the lady who started, who supposedly started it all with her weird plant experiments, um, uh, you find out that she is taken over by a giant mangrove tree. Ah! And, um, uh, that's the that was the that's when I did, realized the game was Resident Evil was when that happened. Um, uh, and you have to fight the tree, uh, because reasons. And then once because you reasons. kill her and the tree, yeah, um, uh, you get her access card, and the access card allows you to go into a secret basement in the facility. Um, uh, that wasn't that no one else knew was there. And you go down there, and you find out some stuff, and you find out that this is what your company, Orochi, was planning the whole time. And then you find out that um, uh, they've they've captured a, uh, a Cthulhu mythos weird creature that I don't think is actually... It's definitely not someone from Lovecraft's mythos himself, but it could be some from the expanded um, uh, Lovecraft mythos, I'm not sure. But um, it wasn't anything that I recognized. It was ba it's effectively it was the brain of Mensis from Bloodborne is what it was, and um, uh, they uh, and then you you it look you open up this thing and you begin to communicate with it and uh, it's gone and you never see it again. Um, uh, and that you know I didn't understand that part. Um, uh, but then you find out that this crazy nightmare lady that's been harassing you the whole time is actually your long lost mother who disappeared several <coughs> years ago. Uh, for whatever the heck reason. And um, uh, then you find out that, and this is the great part. Oh, this is the part that made me laugh. You <coughs> find out the reason that she disappeared was she discovered the secret to traveling in the dream world thanks to the Necronomicon. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, bite me with <laughs> because that, Because of the course way. she did. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then so you find out, oh, mom. And then you're like, um, uh, uh, and then you're like, you say, oh, mom, why did you leave us so long ago? And she says, because. And you say, oh, okay, good to have you back. Um, um, <laughs> that's how the conversation goes back. And then, you, um, uh, and then you, you go and you find your friend in the temple and he says, 
that's not really your mom, and if it is your mom, she's not the mom you remember, she's a bad guy. And you say, what? You mean the person who's telling me to activate all this weird, crazy machinery that nobody knows anything about, that's definitely, definitely not gonna cause the end of the world? You're telling me the lady that's doing that is actually a bad guy? I don't believe you! So you go and activate all the machinery that's definitely not going to cause the end of the world. And then the machinery starts to cause the end of the world. And so you, um, uh, she tells you how to stop it. Because obviously this, this wasn't her plan the whole time. And so you go, to, you go to stop it. And the doles appear again for, you know, out, out, out in the space station this time. Because that's what doles do, right? And then uh, you have to avoid them again. And um, uh, you go out there and you, you fly up in the ship. And then you say, hey, wait a minute. This was my mom's plan the entire time. And then you can either fire the nuke or not fire it. And if you fire the nuke, you kill the dreamers and supposedly your mom too. And if you don't, um, I guess yogg Thoth pops up and then something happens. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's the yogg Thoth <laughs> ending. It's the implied ultimate yogg Thoth ending, which is... It, the existence as a concept mm -hmm. ceases to end. Cool, that's fine. I'll, but can we seriously talk about this for a second? There is nothing about that game that made me give a crap about his mom the entire time. There's like one line of dialogue when you're in the little rover thing. And you're talking to guys like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I remember reading. The guy's like, I remember reading about your mom's stuff in my, one of my classes. It was tough. And he's like, yeah, she left us when I was a kid. And that's like, that's all. And then like until you go to the basement, you don't even think about it again. And there was nothing about anything that happened in that game that made me give a crap about that. So when mom popped up, I'm like, okay, I, I don't care. I do not care. Everything was... Like, if, if, if you think about the, the, the Lovecraft mythos, the way it all comes together, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. This was just so convoluted and stupid. Like, how did this happen? Why is this here? Okay, the mom is now an evil, naked lady, but why? The worst kind. What happened to make her naked? And, like, I mean, I, I, I don't understand you know what what's what's happening with it like it doesn't make any sense to that's me. that's the thing that's the well, also the, the game is full of cheap jump scares um uh, in yeah. the worst way yeah so that's the thing about the lovecraftian element that's really really great is you read a lovecraftian story and as you're reading well, it no no the, I, i'm fine with jump scares i don't like the cheap jump scares this game has no, 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 I'm not disagreeing with the jump scares. I was saying, like, with Lovecraftian stories in particular, the thing that makes them so special is that as you're reading them, you get that creeping feeling over you, and it's growing and growing all the time because it's making more and more sense all the time. And then by the time you get to the end, you're like, I totally believe this. I completely believe this. This game from beginning to end was like, stop. Freaking stop. Please stop. Stop saying, stop. It, it was, it was kind of stupid. Oh, kind of stupid. It was very stupid. Um, uh, I will say, and going going back to cheap, cheap jump scares, one of my biggest gameplay complaints with this entire game, just because it's such a waste of the player's time. Don't waste the player's time, you know? I wasted enough of my time just playing the game. Don't waste my in-game time, too, right? And that's this. There are evil robots at one spot at one point and the evil robots idea kind of makes a little bit of sense with a little bit of sense in the context of the game um uh because they were originally going to be the ones to do everything because robots can survive better in zero atmosphere than a human can but then the robots turned out they didn't work and so they couldn't use them so they had some people so i get it i get why the robots were there but uh, but uh, whatever but these evil robots if they 
spot you. They will come up to you, and you can't get away from them. The whole point is that they can't spot you. So if they spot you, you can't get away from them. They will run up to you, grab you, and attack you. And then that first attack does not kill you. But then you cannot get away from that. So they hit you, knock you down. You have about five seconds that you're laying on the ground. Then you get back up, and you can't get away from them. Then they grab you and hit you again for the second time, and that second hit kills you. And then you have to go through the death animation. Like, okay, so if I cannot escape the second hit, just make the first hit kill me. Stop wasting my time yeah, and just hitting kill me, me twice. Hit That's me the once thing and there. kill me. When you're talking about wasting the time, that's a big part of wasting time. But one of the things that I think maybe the angriest is when you first go into that kind of like dream world, whatever, where you get the power and you see the two moons on your hand and everything, and you can start like activating all the little the you know the crystals or whatever. There's those stupid freaking snake vine things, whatever you want to call them, that basically uh-huh. if you're not looking at them, they creep up on you. There was nothing more infuriating. It wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't spooky. It was stupid. And just made everything take longer for no freaking reason. And I hated it. And I I understand why those were there. The whole purpose of that is that you have to really quickly do the thing and then whip your face back around to look at them to make them retreat. And I get it. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to add suspense. Like, oh crap, I gotta do this quickly or this thing will get me. And I, I get what they were trying to do there. It was just extremely poorly executed. Oh, and also, um, uh, we, we have to talk about this, too, um, uh, because what we said about the story uh, it could go either way. Keep this in mind. I went through and I explored just about everything there was to explore. Also, there were times that I left the game running for... I've probably left the game running for over an hour, maybe two hours total, over the times that I started to play it, then went off to do something else and left it running while I was going, uh, doing that. And I'll have to look at, um, uh, you know, when I, when I go over the... By the way, I'm not going to put... I recorded footage for this. I'm not going to put it on the YouTube video. I may put a couple, like, um... uh, There were a couple things that I... Like, funny things that I want to put maybe screenshots of on here. And, um, uh, if I do that, it'll be... You know, when I'm talking about how stupid the game is, funny things, I may put that up on the YouTube video. I may not even do that. uh, I'm probably just going to delete all my recordings of this game because I'm not going to make you guys suffer through looking at the gameplay on this. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, So at least an hour of dead time on this. Here's the biggest reason why the game is not worth 25 bucks. And that is, the game has zero replay value. Once you've played it through once, you will not want to play it again. Definitely. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so I went through and explored absolutely everything and left the game running for at least an hour, maybe two hours of dead time. And I have, I beat the game in seven hours and all that's going through the ending again to get both endings, a total of seven hours. Yeah, that's not enough for how much money you pay for it. 7.6 hours. For how much money you paid for that, that's ridiculous. For the type of game that it was, it's ridiculous. You had great-looking graphics. You had great-looking everything. You had a decent concept of a story. There's not one properly executed thing about this game except for the opening 20 minutes. That's it. Yeah. And one of the the big problems with the game, too, and like, or I guess one of the big disappointments with the game. It's not a, technically a problem because it has absolutely nothing to do with this game, but it's a disappointment about the game. And that is the other game that Rock Pocket is kind of popular for, The Park. That was a pretty good game, and I'm I, I never played it, but I I saw you know uh, let's plays of it because that was that game was made back during the peak of everybody wants to play horror games on Let's Play, 
And so I saw some Let's Plays of it, the park, and it wasn't that bad. It was pretty good. And it just upsets me that this game made by the same company is so much worse. Because this yeah, is what they were I just, They were, <laughs> fair enough. They were trying to do some stuff with this game mm-hmm. that they could have done really, really well. And they came really, really close. Mm-hmm. But it was that uncanny valley of failure. It was, it, we were so close to something good that it felt worse than if it was like, a, if it was like something you played because it was so bad. It was the uncanny valley, valley of crap. Hey, how much of this, um, uh, how, how much of the, uh, the gameplay aspects could we overlook? Like, if I came into this and I knew nothing about love, because a lot of our criticisms talk, is talking about how stupid this is in relation to Lovecraft. And I'm wondering, if I came into this, I knew nothing about Lovecraft. This was my introduction to the mythos. And then, of course, once I started reading Lovecraft stories, I'd realize that it just gets better from there. But say I had zero Lovecraft experience and I came into this game. Yuck. Um, uh, and then I came into this, like, I, I, I was a Lovecraft virgin. Like, all that stuff we talked about, digging up his grave in Providence. All that, say all that never happened. Um, uh, and I, I came into this, and this was my first experience to Lovecraft. Would I have hated it? Okay, hated so I'll try to, I'll try not to have us talk over each other here, because we're both going to say some of the same stuff. Um... Yes. So here's the thing. If someone would have, if this game would have came out as a 10 to $15 game, been advertised as a seven hour experience, I would have been more okay because it would have been cheaper. But this is a $25 title. If you, if you bought it new at, at full price, it's not enough time uh, in game. The puzzles didn't make sense. The way to find your objectives was stupid. That your mechanic system of walking around was clunky, even though there was almost nothing to it, they still managed to make it clunky. Everything about the way you did stuff was stupid. The little things they made you do, like refill your air, never made a difference ever. They never made a difference. It never hurt you. It never helped you. It's just mm-hmm. stupid things they make you do for no reason at all. It was all stupid. Now, granted, I know that we're not game critics. We don't really know how to... I mean, I get that. We're just people just ranting on... A podcast somewhere but at the same time i mean like that's like the, that's like the other saying I, I i may not be a gynecologist but i know a twat when i see one this game is garbage mm-hmm. yeah well see that that that's that that's a, a a thing too um uh i am actually a video game player who's pretty good i like i'm no i'm no mlg player but i'm pretty good at video games and just by that nature i play video games i like video games and i'm pretty good at video games that right there um, uh, makes me more qualified than ninety five percent of video game critics. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah. Now I, I will say this: this game kind of had the same, like, not really being true to Lovecraft, but still, you know, trying to, to, to trying to appeal to Lovecraft. It had the same kind of feel as The Shore did, which you never played. Um, uh, but here's here's the thing. I'm going to talk about The Shore for a second. Here's why The Shore was better than this game. The first reason why The Shore was better than this game is The Shore is 12 bucks. That's the first reason why The Shore is better than this game. Um, the Shore is, of course, technically, I'm paying the same amount per hour because The Shore is about a three-hour game. This is about a six-hour game, so half the price is, is, is that... But the thing with the shore is, is it's it's the same as, as the other game. It's not very fun, and the whole purpose the whole purpose of the game is just every every second of it is just trying to be like Lovecraft, except for the this game tried to be original, and I can appreciate that. But the 
the originality of it. It's it's the, the what well, the, the areas where they were original were pretty bad, and then the references to the mythos were pretty bad. Um, uh, in the shore, you get some stuff that kind of says, like, "Okay, dude, now you're just you know, you're just pandering and you're doing it in a stupid way." Talking about the shore, uh, like you can summon Cthulhu, stand in front of him, and ha- carry on a conversation with him uh, for a brief moment, <clears throat> and that's kind of stupid. Um, uh, but. The whole thing with the shore is, is like, it's just this one guy that made a game, and he's saying, boy, I think it's just one guy anyway, it's not, it's a small, if it wasn't one guy, it was a small team, and he said, boy, I'd like to make a game about the, the Cthulhu mythos, and I want to, I just want to have at it, and you can tell that the game is like a legitimate labor of love from somebody who just likes Lovecraft, and it, it gives, it, it's such a different experience, like, if you're gonna buy... The, if you're gonna buy um, uh, Moons of Madness or you're gonna buy The Shore, buy The Shore. It's it's you know it just it feels so much better. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the the totality of our review here would just be <laughs> like if you want a good Lovecraft game, just don't buy this one. It wasn't a good Lovecraft game and it wasn't a good game. So just no, don't do it. Neither of us were a huge 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 fan of um uh, of Cyanide Studios Call of Cthulhu. Like it was, mm. it like it was a decent game, but, ne- but neither of us really, really loved it. Um, uh, but I'll say this for absolute fact: buy this, get buy a Call of Cthulhu before you buy this game, and that is to say, buy Call of Cthulhu and don't buy this game. Yeah, um, uh, hardback. Well, I say that. I, yeah, I, I say that. I don't know if I would tell you to um, uh, if 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 I if I would tell you to to buy um. Uh, uh, the, to uh, if, if I would tell you to buy Call of Cthulhu, uh, let me see. Okay, yeah, it's twenty bucks. When I bought it, it was like forty bucks. Twenty bucks buy Call of Cthulhu. Uh, but really, uh, so far, and we're gonna hit a couple of these, and I've I've already bought some, and we're gonna hit on them later. Not next week. We're gonna do something different next week. We're gonna hit on some of these others later. But I did buy some other Call of, or uh, Lovecraft games that we're gonna we're gonna look into. Um, uh, but I am. Uh, if I was to right now with my current gaming experience, if I was gonna say buy one game that uh, is kind of um uh, uh, that that is heavily inspired by the the Cthulhu mythos, um uh, it's unfair because the game is so good to say Bloodborne, and so I'm not going to um uh, so I'm gonna go for a game that is. It feels Lovecraft, like to the same to such an extent that there's a guy who read Lovecraft audiobooks, and he's also the narrator for this game, and um, uh, that would be Red Hook's Darkest Dungeon. That's that's the the Lovecraft inspired game I would tell you guys to buy. It's really good. I'll have to play that. I've never <clears throat> played that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, let's see. On Steam, it's typically I think twenty five or thirty bucks. It can go on sale. It's twenty five bucks, not on sale right now. <clears throat> yeah, I think we've pretty much tore this game down about as much as we can. Yeah, we've talked for a while. Uh, I'm not gonna say how long we've talked because the number I see on the recorder is not actually the amount of time that this uh video is gonna be, or video. Only if it's on YouTube is a video. This episode is going to be, um. So I, I, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be short, a short one. Um, if this game was better or longer, it would be a longer one. But as it is, like you know, like the long and short of it is, um, uh, don't buy it. 
it, it's kind of bad. No, it's a waste of your time. Just don't do it. If you like Lovecraft, don't buy it. If you like good games, don't buy it. Uh, if you like spending money on useless things that are garbage and suck, I would recommend this game to you. Oh, perfect. That's what I love. <clears throat> yeah, but if, if, that's the, if that's what you enjoy doing, I would definitely say buy the game. But, um, uh, yeah, if, 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 that, if, like, if you're the type of person that goes to places and likes to buy their exit signs, uh, just <laughs> so people can't find their way out, um, uh, then what are you doing with your life? Also, you're the type of person that might want to buy this game, uh, because I was looking for my way out of the game the entire time and couldn't find it. So, hey, this sounds like a game. got him. <clears throat> but... Yeah, that's that's all I have to say about this. Uh, next week, next week we're going to talk about some. It could also be a very short topic. Um, uh, well, I don't know because last week was a uh, we were able to hang out for a long time last week talking about the same similar thing, and so we may be able to to get some really good stuff next week. But next week we're going to um uh, well, so how we're going to do this is we're going to have like an episode about uh, an author. And then an episode about something from that author. And then once we hit on our favorite authors, we probably won't do, like, uh, really, there's only three authors, I think, that we really wanted to talk about. And uh, the episode immediately following the author is going to be referring to that person's works or works inspired by their works. Um, uh, and so uh, this week, we or last week, we talked about H.P. Lovecraft as a man and as an author as best we could. This week we talked about a game inspired, loosely inspired by his works. Um, uh, so next week uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, as uh, do the man as good justice as we can, uh, one John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Uh, and that is because we, um, uh, uh, we were talking about some of people talking about how his stuff was bad. Uh, that's how our first couple episodes were. And we want to talk about how his stuff is good because the people who say his stuff is bad are idiots. Yes, should make for an exciting time. An exciting time, but yeah, that's that. Um, we um, uh, yeah, that's that's all we have to say about that. And so yeah, join us next week for our um uh, paltry introduction to. Professor Tolkien, and uh, until then, touch tips and smoke it. Bye.